Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert. Your source for martial arts talk radio. One, we're live. Hey, folks. This is Rosita, Robert, and Kathy of Dynamic Dojo Talk TV. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our simulcast here on Fox Talk and on Facebook Live. So for anyone that uh, is just now tuning in as opposed to joining us on our green room portion of the uh, of the show, our phone number here is 347-677-0699. Write this down, folks, 347-677-0699. Um, I think the number's plastered over my head. <laughs> right there, it's plastered over my head on the live feed. So um, the phone lines are going to open at 10.30, 10.30. So if you call before that, uh, be prepared to sit for a half an hour because I'm not going to hey, open hey, the phone Ro- line until 10.30. Hey, Rusty, can, can you What's move that, that call-in number? Because we cannot see it because the live and the amount of people watching are right over uh-huh. the call-in number. Oh. We can't even read really? it. Yeah. What? The call-in number yeah, should exactly. be. Yeah, exactly. It is, but see, when we're looking at it, it says the word live, indicating you're live, and it says the right. number of viewers. Oh, that's right oh, over, oh, that's oh, right oh, over oh, the oh, number. Oh, 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 that's easy. Hold on a sec, folks. Oh, is that easy? Okay. <laughs> now, Let's what do is this with you being so animated today? You're so animated Coffee. they can put you at, C- at, at SeaTac Airport landing planes. it's coffee 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 Coffee. oh my goodness that's what I was missing (laughs) okay I'm moving the little banner here that gives me the call in number let's see here I'm going to put it right next to my ear all right am I still muted no No, you're you're on you're fine okay good so yes so I am joined here by my esteemed co-hosts, Bob Deal and Kathy Long. So stay tuned, folks, because after our first segment, we're going to be talking about two subjects, count them, two, two subjects, one of them being online bullying, because it's rampant, and uh, women in the martial arts. And later on, we're going to be joined by Kumulua Michelle Manu. Uh, she's going to be giving us a call while she's on the road on her way to San Diego. Right on. So... Let's go ahead and get going on the show. How's everyone doing? Bob, what's going on in your neck over there, bud? Not too much. It's a little overcast day, a little bit cooler than it has been. It's it's Mm. been typically around 90 degrees, so it hasn't been horrible quite yet. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, weather's fantastic. I love when it's like this when it's overcast and seventy ish. It's, it's it's unbelievable. It's like that here. It's like that here. It's but it's always like that there. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, <laughs> seriously, folks. We've been no, we've been in not. triple digits for over a month. <laughs> I know. I that's why I wasn't saying anything because I know you guys have been <laughs> sweltering hot for a whole month. And in like yeah. like what the one one around one twenty? Have you been made it that high uh, yet? The highest the highest been one twenty and the low is as far as the triple digits one oh two one oh three. That's a Jeez. low. That's, that's a low. A low. Oh, well, I know I last week. In Phoenix last week, it went up to like one twenty eight. I was like, right? how can you live like that? Yeah. <laughs> you, go, you, you go indoors. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you wish, go indoors. You wish that you had I mean, AC. That's, that's how it goes. But how do, you, how do you guys patrol the grounds, though, Kat, when it's that hot? Um, you, for me, it's a, mental, it's a mental shift. I know it's hot, so, you know, I just go out and I, I understand that it's going to be hot, so I don't let myself be affected by it. It's a mental shift. And, you know, I was outside for hours yesterday dealing with an altercation where I worked. And literally, I was outside for hours dealing with this. And I I have to say that two police officers were accompanying me there, and they're wearing long sleeve shirts with a bulletproof vest on, weighted down with a gun belt and everything that's on it, long pants and, you know, combat boots. And I'm thinking, I have it easy. I may be wearing black, but, you know, it's thin and I'm, you know, they're out, right. they're standing out there dealing with the same situation I am. And I feel for them because they're, they're really suffering. Right. Dang. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Wow. I know. But just to, just to clear this up, Bob, it's not always like this here in San We just make you guys, we just make you California people think that it's like this all the time so you don't move up here. <laughs> Well, yeah, I hate you know, always to you. say that. What a bunch of crap that is. <laughs> you know, you, you you say that to us, and then you do something stupid like make pot legal. <laughs> not, it's not stupid, it's smart. <laughs> yeah, not to keep people away. Yeah, well, you know. The, the, I mean, my, my son was already asking to move in with you. I know, right? Oh, I'm like, go, yeah. go away. I'm like, go away. But, uh, but you know, I mean, it, it, it's smart in the sense that, okay, then you're not going to have people like sneak in junk like that. Tax it. Tax it like liquor. Tax it like cigarettes. Go for it. You know, give Washington, you know, revenue stuff like that. However, the the day after the ruling went out that it went legal, there was like this big flash mob of freaking stoners. That that all met underneath the Space Needle, and they all decided, hey, let's pull out our bongs and stuff like that, and let's just let's just smoke pot. And and I'm thinking, you idiots! I mean, it's like you know, there's there's a bunch of people walking around, you know, like parents with their kids and stuff like that. The Seattle Center, and these people are like setting up this big cloud of like marijuana smoke, and there's really nothing the cops could do. Except for a wait at intersections for all those stoners to try and drive home. 
Right. You know? It's kind of like, I mean, there you go. There, yeah. I mean, it's no, it's not much different than standing there drinking a whole bunch of beer under the Space Needle. Exactly. Not that much different, um, but, and it's the same as, you know, driving impaired. So, right. You know, so, you know, and, and, and I've heard of a, a few people that, you know, were smoking marijuana in their cars. They get pulled over and then they get all out of shape. Well, Beagle, why are you pulling me over? Well, I'm pulling you over because you're driving like an idiot. Right. <laughs> it's like, really? Anyhow. All right. Well, let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the birthdays. Who do you have for birthdays there, Bob? Oh, let's see here. Uh, oh, crap. My email closed. Okay, let me get oh, it no. open real quick. Since, since she sent it. Uh, well, today, 7-2, we have a good friend of the show and a big pain in my ass, John Crang. His birthday is today. <laughs> Alan Woodman, <laughs> his birthday is on, on uh, July 4th. Uh, July wow. 5th is Craig, Craig Heimbacher and a good friend of the show and a good martial artist, Laura Hedzig. Her birthday is on the 7th. I didn't know if you caught that comment about John or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. There's a- there's a there's a uh, private joke that goes uh, that's going on between Bob and and John and it's crazy, but anyhow maybe John will tell everyone about it. <laughs> All right, I want to I want to send a shout out uh, for birthdays on my end. I want to send a shout out to a, a birthday from yesterday, the first of July. It was Master Yi Jiao Hong's birthday, and she is my Tai Chi and Wushu instructor. And, uh, yeah, so it was her birthday yesterday. Yay, Master Hong. And on the second, that's today, a good friend of mine from high school, we go way back, Joanna Cooper Bailey, her birthday's uh, today. Um, sword maker and a great friend of mine, Angus Trim, his birthday is today. A shout out to him. I've got about six custom swords by them and I tell you what folks if you're looking for if you're looking for a sword primarily of European design you want to hit up Angus Trim. Uh, my cousin Jasmine Visario her birthday is also today and a former student Nathan Moretto on July 3rd the Wit Wunderkind Adam Winrich on the 4th um, Cecilia Hunt on the 5th um, a very a uh, very cool friend of mine and a very uh, cool movie producer, Colin Colin Joseph Neal, his birthday is on the 5th, along with uh, Kaji Kembo, former classmate of mine, Rick Parton, and uh, another friend of mine, Trisha Dong. On the 6th, a uh, martial arts sister and a, a member of the Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists, Ellen Yee. On the 7th, and a great internal martial artist here, in the Puget Sound area, Andrew Dale, his birthday's on the 7th, and on the 8th, Sensei Jonathan Bannister and Dave Mikeley. So, Kat, do you, you know anyone with any birthdays today? I do. Not I've today, got, um, but this month? <laughs> no, but well, today is uh, Kevin McCann's birthday. Shout out to him. He's a, he's a rocket scientist and a custom sword and knife maker. Um, he nice. makes amazing, amazing weapons. It's also um, 
a dear friend of mine, a long, lifelong friend, whose birthday today, my friend Kai Gray, um, whose birthday is on the 7th, and a very sweet friend of mine, Rusty, Rusty DeSeuss, is on the 13th, um, oh. which she cleverly didn't mention. Um, <laughs> no! <laughs> well, cause, cause we, we only go a week at a time. That's okay. It's too late. I already said it. <laughs> Okay. Already said it. <laughs> Already said it. <laughs> well, right on. Thank you. Thank you for the. Thank you for the kind mention. So for everyone yes. having a, having a birthday this week and well part of next week. This tune is for you. Hola. Yeah. It's your birthday. We're here to party and sing to you. Hope you are bueno, the fun will rain, the whole day through. From the gulf to the mountains, the city lights and fountains, we hope your birthday's excellente. You are another year older, so perhaps you should be generally awesome. Because today is your day. Hola. You deserve a grand fiesta. The best of everything. Yay! Have a great birthday week, everyone. Don't party too hard. That's such a fun song. <laughs> Isn't it? Like, you know, I thank goodness that the, uh, that the uh, life feed was uh, on our logo because every time I play that song, I bounce around in my chair and start dancing around. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like dancing around it. There was one live feed where I forgot to like switch over to the logo, and I'm like turning the chair around in circles and bouncing up and down and mouthing the words. And I, yeah, I'm just like, oh my god. I came back to the screen and I went, oh my god, people saw that. <laughs> Anyhow, okay, let's move on to announcements. So, oh, before before we go to um, announcements. Kat, you have an upcoming seminar, seminar in Ireland, out of the country. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, crap, I do. Um, <laughs> of course, you, you, you asked me, and I, I, I swear I don't know the details, but it's near Dublin. And um, obviously, it's, you know, if you, if you want to jump on a plane and head over there now, but... I don't remember the exact name of the city, so because uh, it's not Dublin itself, but it's close by, and that's mm-hmm. probably the nearest reference I can give. But yeah, um, it's actually a, a large, very large, uh, multi martial art tournament that he's holding, and he's inviting guest instructors to come and teach for an hour or two here and there for the weekend. Um, <clears throat> but mostly, it's a it's a multi multi art tournament that's going on. It's pretty neat. Nice. Very yeah. cool. And Clay, Clay Worley, if you, I'm friends with him on Facebook, if any of you uh, are familiar with that name at all, he lives in uh, Austin, Texas, but he's uh, he's the one that's throwing the event together and says a lot of good sponsors. Century is a good one. They used to be my sponsor and great people, great company. Um, nice. And there you are. Awesome. That Shameless sounds like it's going to be Fun. Shameless plug for your seminar. So, of course, if anyone wants to book a seminar with Kathy Long, 
get a hold of her. How can how can people reach you, Kat? Um, they can reach me through Facebook, through Messenger, or um, I can say my can I say my phone number? It's up to you. Yeah, sure. My phone number is area code six two six six seven six one two one two. But text me first because I don't answer yes. the phone if I don't know who's calling me. Exactly. Exactly. Text first, folks. Be be nice. Don't just like start calling and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or if you do call, at least leave a message. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Right on. Very cool. And I've got so many windows open here, I don't even know where I'm going. All right. Uh, okay, we'll move on to the announcement. Announcement. So, <clears throat> Bob, let's you and I talk about uh, the upcoming events coming up uh, next month and in August. Let's start with the uh, potluck at the museum. Why don't okay. uh, you... Uh, Start off with giving us a little bit of a, a heads up on that. Well, we're having – Michael's calling it a potluck slash rum and sale. Now, you and I discussed this. Rum and sale – I didn't like that term. I didn't like the term garage sale, rum and sale, but that, that's the only term that, that there is for it. So what mm-hmm. we're going to have is we're getting – Sidewalk sale. Sidewalk sale. Yeah, that's a good one. Well yeah. – a lot of businesses yeah, do that. They'll have they'll have their annual sidewalk sale, <laughs> and nothing will be on the sidewalk. Everything will be inside. Right? We could have done that, <laughs> but you can still call it that. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's okay. So anyway, so a bunch of masters are getting together that want want to uh, make room for other stuff. You know how you get rid of stuff just to make room for more stuff. And so we've got Art Camacho, uh, possibly Carl Totten. We have Doug Wong uh, and a couple others that are going to bring things that they'd like to get rid of. Uh-huh. Half the proceeds uh-huh. are going back to the museum. Nice. And with that, uh-huh. it's, a, it's a free uh, event. However, you do have to bring a dish to share for the potluck, uh-huh. or you will not be getting in. I almost you know, I somebody like in January 1st because they didn't have something. Because they're like, yeah. oh, we're just here to visit. And I said, I don't care. This is not a, I want to visit you. This is a potluck. Potluck means you bring shit. <laughs> bring food. It's, it's, bring food. It's pretty simple. And don't forget to bring food, too. <laughs> yes, and right. bring food, too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's on the 22nd of uh, July at the museum. That is a Saturday. It's going to start at 6 after the museum closes and go till, you know, I put 10 on it. It goes to whenever. Probably 10 is a good number, though. And that mm-hmm. and the museum is located at 2319 West Magnolia Boulevard in the city of Burbank, 91506. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Now, Michael Matsuda, the... Uh, the uh, owner and the curator of the Martial Arts uh, History Museum, and Bob and I are hosting this party, so come on out and say hello and bring a dish to share with everyone and uh, just have fun, you know, visiting with uh, some of the masters out there. What's that? I want to go. Well, you should come out. Yeah, I think I will. Yeah, 
it should come out. And uh, well, and remember what on. happened last time, Rusty, with the What's New that? Year's Day party, where we were at Frank Marquez. All of us were at Frank Marquez's celebration, and this was a true story. And I said it in front of everybody. Lady Lelaine said, "Come on, let's go talk to Michael about this party we want to throw." Okay, mm-hmm. I went over there. She looks him in the eye and she says, "Michael, Bob has something to ask you." <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> that was Bob under the bus. So that was I know, right? That was that was so classic. Because rem- re- remember when I said that at the, at the party? That was actually right? that actually did happen. Mhm, mhm. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? And, <laughs> yep. That, that's that's why she's laughing so hard. She, lady knew it was true. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. Oh my goodness. So yeah, come on out, you guys. That's gonna be uh, July twenty second Saturday. And re- remember, remember, Rusty, how much fun we had on a on New Year's Day with this. Yeah, we had a blast. We had a blast. It was so when we much had that fun. Party out there. Yeah. So come on and out, folks. It, It'll be fun. You know, it took us about a month to plan, but and people were just showing up. Oh, uh, I know. Eric, we brought a bunch of people. Uh, Michael expected 20 people there, and we had over 60. Yeah. Wow, nice. And he was very happy That's with awesome. it. It was great, Kat. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. So Michael come on out. Like, we oh look forward God, to it. Oh, my God. You guys know people. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on out, Kat. We impressed Michael. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going to be happening like a couple weeks after that. August 5th is Dragon Fest. I wish I had a drum roll. I don't. But August 5th is Dragon Fest. And, you know, Michael, Michael Matsuda was um, on Facebook Live um, yesterday. He was talking a little bit about um, he's going to be there in the venue and stuff like that. Now, in the past, um, in the past venues, we had, like, what? You know, 4,000 feet, 5,000 square feet, you know, a, a, just a general hotel ballroom, right? Right. Well, right. Exactly. here at the, uh, uh, what's it called? It's, it's at the Burbank Marriott, right, Bob? Burbank we Marriott, 10, yep. We have 10,000 square feet, and there's going to be over 100 vendors and, and um, uh, media, stuff like that. It's going to be huge, folks. This is going to be the hugest. Dragon Fest so far since Michael Matsuda had started this back up again. Uh, Dragon Fest that was oh, yeah. originally We're gonna, put together by Gerald Okamura. Channel 5 is going to be there. Uh, uh-huh. It's going to be hu- You're right. It's going to be absolutely huge. This is the first year that they're bringing food in. You remember how we had to go out and get our own food? Yeah. Yeah. The hotel's going to have their own food, food there. Uh, hot dogs, chips, soda, that sort of thing. Uh, uh-huh. It's What's that? It's all, it's like twice as big. It's going to have a foyer, and then it's going to have the inner convention center. And mm-hmm. it was my, you know, Michael had all these, when Michael showed me this, it was really funny because he had all these entrances. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and like, we're on the outside. We're in the foyer, right, you and I. Mm-hmm. And so were some other vendors, the, the military, and he had all these openings. I said, Michael, no, that's not the way you do it. Because I was thinking, now, Cat's familiar, and maybe you are too, Rusty, with the way Ikea Burbank 
had been set up. The way they set up things oh, yeah. is you have to travel through the whole store, right, Kat? Before you can right. exit. Yes. Yeah, that's so, right. You have to travel through the whole store before you can exit. Yeah. Exactly. Which is brilliant, right? So he had all these doors open. I said, no, Michael, you have one entrance. These are all exit doors, except for you have to meet code, but you have one way in. That's it. Mm-hmm. That way they have to go through everything, and that's the way you set it up. So there's one way mm-hmm. in and that's several the, ways out. That's the smart way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and yeah, it's uh, going to be, be fun. Go ahead, Rusty. What, what else you got on Dragon Fest? Well, I was going to say, well, of course, we're going to be there. We're, we're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, stop on by the booth. And uh, who knows? We might pull you on our Facebook live feed and, uh, and uh, get you on for a quick interview. Uh, Bob and I will be going around through the venue. Um, at uh, certain times throughout the day to, uh, uh, to check out some of the vendors and talk with some of the vendors and their products and stuff like that. We'll be broadcasting live all freaking day, folks. <laughs> it'll, all it'll be day long, man. All day long. It's going to be another one of the long days. Um, now, yes. um, to get your tickets, you want to go to DragonFact Hello, rented list. I can't talk today. Dragon Fest, Dragon Fest Expo dot com, and you can get your tickets there. And uh, you can also, I'm gonna have to, we're gonna have to give the mic to Bob because I'm not quite sure how the tickets are working. I know you can buy your tickets to Dragon Fest there, but I don't know if there's like a add-on to the to the ticket. To go to next day's event. So, Bob, why don't you tell us about that and how it ties okay. in with uh, well, uh, August 6th. The, the, the tickets are going to be going through Eventbrite. Uh, now, in the past, we've had some unscrupulous people print more than one ticket and people have been getting in for free. Well, now they're going to have a scanner there. You present mm-hmm. your ticket. If, and if you buy it early... You will go to the front of the line. Okay. Meaning if there are people there to buy their tickets, you go in front of them. Now, the one thing is you can buy your tickets at the door, but it has to be cash. No credit at the door, no debit card. has to be cash. Okay. Uh, And as far as I know, there is no, if you buy it early, it's this much. If you buy it at the door, it's this much. It's the same price. $30. For Dragon Fest or 35 for Dragon Fest and the VIP event on the 6th at the museum. But you cannot go to the museum for the VIP event unless you attended Dragon Fest. There will be two, you, when you purchase your tickets or when you present them at the door, you'll be given two wristbands one for Dragon Fest and one for the VIP event. And mm-hmm. we've already got our vendors' uh-huh. tickets. I can see our I can see our vendors' tickets from here. <laughs> oh, right on! Nice. Yay! We're all set. That's awesome. Hey, is um? I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're always welcome to any of the events that we go to. It's all based on your schedule. <laughs> so, Bob, do you can you see our our studio board? Uh, I can look at our studio board. I've got it open on on uh, the web. 
Yeah, let's go ahead and take this call. I'm I'm not familiar with this area code. Let's go ahead and take this uh this call. Area code. Let me see. Michelle Manu. Oh, it is Michelle. Michelle, how are you? Good. How are you? Really good. Wow. Thanks for calling us on your way to San Diego, girl. Yeah. I love the update. Yay. So we are now And I love how Kat wants to go to everything. (laughs) (laughs) I want to (laughs) go. We should make a t-shirt for Kat. (laughs) I I want to go. go. You should. I want to go. Kat wants to go. I'm going to go, too. Something clever, you know, not so cheeseball, but, yeah, that would be cute. Well, you know, it it, it It could just be dot, dot, dot. I want to go. Yeah, I like it. I want to go, and, you know, you can take a picture of it with your gloves on. You can take a picture of it with a, you know, we can take, you know, if I, I want a shirt like that just so I could just, like, have a stick and a knife. I want to go. Yeah, you know, right? Take pictures <laughs> everywhere you go with the Kathy shirt on. Take pictures wherever yeah. you go. Right? You know? Oh, my God. And Michelle could have one. Michelle could have one with one of her oh, yeah. weapons. I want to go. Oh, I totally you rock it. Go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to do that for sure. Yeah, definitely. I want to go. You want to go? Yeah. <laughs> you want to go on the back. That would be kind of cool. All right. Um, what else were we gonna, what else are we gonna say about, I confess, I forgot. Uh, let's see, uh, you should go. Yeah, you should go. You wanna go? I wanna go. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you should say about Dragon Fest, you should go. Yeah, Yeah, you should go. And for like everybody else out there that's watching right now. You should go. Go to Dragon. We gotta wait, 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 wait. We gotta have T-shirts that say "You should go," and other ones oh, that read yeah. "I want to go." That's yeah. yeah. You should go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, don't and you, you know think we should throw that. some guilt into it? We should throw some guilt, like you, you know, you want to go. You wish you're gonna regret it if you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my God. So you want to? That's right. You, you know, it doesn't that figure because she's she's the only one on the line that is a mother and grandmother. Now it's showing because she can get that guilt. <laughs> guilt, shame, brimfire, hell, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. It all. <laughs> ring, ring the <laughs> yeah. shame <Exactly>. on you. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> My juice got me all freaked out. <laughs> no more juice for me. I don't know what this green juice is doing to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've got my coffee and I know what it's doing to me. Yeah, um, right. Cool. All of you guys out there okay. that are watching or listening, you know you want to go. You want to go to Dragon Fest. So go get your tickets at uh, yeah. DragonFestExpo.com. you got to go. And yes. you and can we should go. Have go. You know the six is going to be a little different. That that's going to have the uh, celebrities from the day before, and you talk to them more on a one-on-one basis. There's going to have food, and you know what's funny? My, this is funny. I don't know if I should even be saying this. Michael hmm. during uh, the telethon said, "You know what? Nobody donates anything." Well, because of huh. my wife. We got all this food. Remember all the food we had donated? That was just the coolest thing 
ever, dude. <laughs> the well, coolest thing ever. He's like he's like downing us all the time. Nobody's ever gonna donate food, and we got all this food. So what's Michael do? He cu- he calls Jenny up during the uh, the uh, uh, Kung Fu Femmes premiere mm-hmm. at the museum, and says. Can you can you get food for our August sixth event? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jenny. I know, I right? Know. She worked so hard. I know. No. All right. Well, well very cool. Get your tickets, folks. Dragonfestexpo.com. All right. Let's move on with the show really quick here because I know that Kat has to get to work by when twelve. So. By by noon, yeah. Um, yeah, I can talk while I'm driving. It's all good. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. All right. Well, let's move on, folks. Let's move on to the health news. All right. Well, some of us might actually find this uh, bit of health news a, a little bit interesting. Now, this particular article comes from the Science Daily. Now. In their recent review published in Frontiers in Nutrition, Italian researchers examined the available literature for the effects of acute and chronic administration of cocoflavanols on different cognitive domains. So, in a nutshell, in English, in other words, what happens to your brain up to a few hours after you eat cocoflavanols and what happens when you sustain such a cocoflavanol? enriched diet for a prolonged period of time. Chocolate, folks, we're talking dark chocolate. All the randomized controlled trials uh, investigating the acute effect of cocoflavanols are sparse. Most of them point toward a beneficial effect on cognitive performance. Participants showed, among other things, um, enhancements in working in working memory performance and improved visual information processing after having had cocoflavanols. And for women, women out there, eating cocoa after a night of total sleep deprivation actually counteracted the cognitive cognitive impairment um, that such a night brings about. Promising results for people that suffer from chronic sleep deprivation. Hello, rented lips. This poses promising results for people that suffer from chronic sleep deprivation or worship. Although, it has to be noted, though, that um, effects dependent on the length and mental load of the used cognitive test to measure the, the effect of acute cocoa consumption. In young and healthy adults, for example, a high-demanding cognitive test was required to uncover the subtle immediate behavioral effects that cocoflavanols have on this group. Um, Gosh, this is a long article. (laughs) So I'm going to skip a little bit. So So in a nutshell, in a nutshell, should cocoa become a dietary supplement to improve our cognition? Quote, unquote, regular intake of cocoa and chocolate could indeed provide beneficial effects on cognitive functioning over time. There are, however, potential side effects of eating cocoa and chocolate. These are generally linked to the caloric value of the chocolate. Some inherent chemical compounds. <laughs> I knew it. Cocoa. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, <laughs> you can't do this. Well, you know what? I'm going to take my health vitamins today and eat like a pound of friggin' chocolate. 
That's not going to work, folks. Um, and there's also some inherent chemical compounds of the cocoa plant, such as caffeine and theobromine, and a variety of additives that uh, are sometimes added to chocolate, such as sugar or milk. Nonetheless, the scientists are first to put the results into practice. Quote, unquote, dark chocolate is a rich, is a rich source, of, source of flavanols, so we always eat some dark chocolate every day. <laughs> Only every day. Only every yeah, only every day. You know, you you can't have it like you know any more than that. Yeah. Every hour. (laughs) Every. (laughs) There you go. There you go. We can't do it every hour. That sucks. I know. There (laughs) you go. So there you go, folks. You know, the possible health benefits of dark chocolate. All right. Let's move on. Let's go on to Bob. Weird News. All right. What do we have for you Weird know, funny, News you didn't get there, the text. Bob? You did not get the text for this uh, Weird News bit. I didn't? Hold on, no, when I emailed you, you have a note on there. You received a picture, picture but no text. Yeah, I I got the picture, but then there was like just a little blur, a little sentence, and then a space, and then another little thing. Oh and no, it was just that was that was huh. right. Oh, all right. Uh, no, well, this, this happened on the weird news then. This this is funny. It's not funny. It's it's good. Nobody got hurt because he was in the middle of the street, but. Police in Colorado on Tuesday joked that they received a report of reckless adorability and showing off the evidence of a photo. Adorability. There was a boy, cute little kid, uh, it looks to be about five in the picture, driving Mm -hmm. his battery-operated 4x4 truck in the street. How cute. How cute is that? He was adorable. So Fort Collins officer Ryan Barash found the kid, pulled him over, and issued him a hefty fine of one high five, police wrote in a Facebook post. Before Officer Barash <laughs> let the subject go for the evening, the two compared their sweet trucks. It was so cute, uh, though. Uh, it was adorable. Uh, so Bob, post that on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page, because it is a cute photo. It's just very cute. Oh, right on. Yeah, it's very cute. So check out over there at the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. So and like the page, Gonna have to. like the page, and follow the page. A reminder for everyone again. All right, let's move on. Let's go to entertainment news. Okay, here's Charlie Sheen's in the news again. Charlie oh, Sheen God. is still winning. The actor now th- this guy is absolutely certifiably insane, I think. Because there is no way I would give this away or I would even sell it. The actor and avid sportsman sold an iconic piece of memorabilia. Babe Ruth, nineteen twenty seven New York Yankees World Series ring for a whopping two million ninety three thousand nine hundred and twenty seven dollars via auction on Friday night. But he wasn't done there. He also hauled in $2,303,920 for an original copy of the sales document that sent Babe Ruth from the Red Sox to the Yankees 
in 1919. That's $4.4 million. Uh, TMZ actually caught Sheen out in Studio City, California on Friday before the auction was complete and asked him why he was unloading his Babe Ruth gear. His answer was very Charlie. So was his answer for whether or not he was trading booth, he was trading Ruth's ring for a, an engagement ring. Uh, so the way they wrote me, the way they wrote that makes absolutely no sense. So let me let me get this straight. So Charlie Sheen had a ring that belonged to Babe Ruth, right? Am I understanding this correctly? Yep. And his 1927 and, World Series ring. And he's selling it. <laughs> they are. They are. Why? Makes no sense. Why? Why? Why, no, why would he? The, I don't know because the guy's worth a couple hundred million dollars. Exactly. When, when he exactly. went nuts and got bought off the show, they bought mm-hmm. him off for 120 million dollars. Maybe he has some gambling <laughs> debt. You never know. Yeah, you know, that's his money's that's tied true. up and it's not liquid, so he's got to get cash quickly. Or they're going to take, I don't know, cut off his penis or his head or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michelle, you had to go right off, right, right for the cut off his penis. I'm just saying, either head or both. I don't know. You know, I, I really don't have any interaction with, like, you know, collection dudes. So, <laughs> but you know, I really think that he didn't get enough for the ring. It should be far more than that. Only two plus something million. Come on. I know, right? For a Babe Ruth ring, that's your yeah. guy's best chance. Oh heck that's yeah! More right there. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, great story. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. And I hope nobody's after cutting off Charlie Charlie Sheen's penis. Well, yeah. not anymore, because now we can pay him off. See, so he's all good. There you go. There you go. Happy Fourth Weekend. Yes. Yeah. Freedom. All right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Let's let's do this. <laughs> let's do this folks. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. Um and when we come back, we're going to start our discussion about online bullying and women in the martial arts. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. 
teaches to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children. And we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T.J. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest? or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Okay, dokey, and we are back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio and Talk TV with Rosita and Bob and Ken Michelle. And our subject today is, um, well, there's two subjects, online bullying and women in the martial arts. So our phone number here is 347-677-0699. Write that down, 347 677 0699. Join the conversation. We welcome um, any women out there that want to tell their story about why they got into martial arts or uh, people that want to tell their story about uh, online bullying, their experience with it, and how they stopped it or how they resolved it. Stuff like that. <clears throat> now, online bullying, you know, these days, you know, being on the internet can either be a great source of information, a, a great resource, right? Or a source of for some. You know, bullying has taken a turn into cyberspace, unfortunately, and because of mm-hmm. um, anonymity and stuff like that, it's gotten out of hand. So, you know, let's talk about this a little bit. <clears throat> now, I'm, I want to kind of um, talk to Michelle about this. Now, Michelle, you, you've dealt with many people throughout the, the course of your career and stuff like that. Um, you know, most of them good and some of them not so good, some of them pretty bad. Um, have you experienced any type of 
online harassment at all throughout your career? Um, well, I mean, not in the legal profession, but uh, definitely in person in the legal profession, that's for sure. I mean, other colleagues, but I, I think online, there's just a difference of people. I, it, well, there's a lot of noise. Hey, Bob, is that you again? No, that's you see, you blame me for the noise. It's a guy thing. As soon as you, as soon yeah, as you come feel online, I or feel my cartoons. I don't know what's going on over there. I can't focus. Please stop. It. Yeah, every time you come on the line, Michelle, I just feel the t- testosterone just emptying from my body. <laughs> that's because I'm sucking the mana right out of you. No, come on, give me a break. Uh oh. activities. 
and he's been on other women's uh, profiles and pages and commenting, even commenting on some little girl's photos with my picture. Whoa. So um, oh it's, you know, this is horrifying to me. My, you know, yeah. I'm so grateful for my tracker. She has um, been on it, and she um, she refuses to show me some of the stuff right now because it's just so upsetting. And I'm grateful for that because right now, I mean, I had to go through a whole process on Thursday night trying to reaffirm, you know, my femininity. I, mean, I don't know if, you know, guys wouldn't know, but and if you're a woman and you haven't experienced this yet, bless you for not having to, but if you do, it's actually very real, even though it's cyber and you feel like you're retracting your femininity, you feel like you can never make love again. You feel as if, you know, you need to dim yourself and, and kind of hide out and that, you know, maybe the purpose that you were in the spotlight and the target, that's why you were a target, that maybe you shouldn't be doing it anymore. I mean, flat out your intent and your purpose is rocked at its core. And so, you know, this is what women also, you know, deal with when it's physical or, uh, you know, just online, either, either way, it's still very real for us, you know, and women, Mm -hmm. we, we kind of, turn inward we invert and we think somehow we've caused this and we could have done something better and you know at some point you just throw up your hands you can't control a predator and you don't wish it on any other woman or man anyone because it's horrible so i mean that's the ramification true ramifications of it and i have a pretty strong spiritual base and i know who i am and so i can just imagine if a woman isn't as um, connected with herself, how this might really shred her a bit. And I don't know how long right. it might even take her to recover if she even recovers. It, you know, situations like this do change some of us. Um, we are defined by events in our life. I call them, you know, anniversaries of the heart, loss or actually mm-hmm. love. It's, um, right. And we remember, you know, we remember these things every year around that time. And it reaffects us if we don't clear that energy. So, a lot yeah. to handle with these. And, you know, it's horrible. So, honestly, it's not done for me. Um, Facebook came back and said that he is not violating any community standards because oh. he's only using my likeness. He's not using my name. So uh, the, the trauma continues. But I have to live n- not in fear, but actually, you know, just keep living my life and know that he's probably not going to be the last one. I hope he mm-hmm. is. But, you know, this also goes into my program now because as I'm confronted with these issues, I put that into the SHE program. You know, I can personally speak about these. I was confronted by a hammer. I put a hammer into the program. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is how the program grows and evolves. Um, So if I have to endure this to help other women, then I would go through it again. So, well, let me ask you this then, Michelle. From a man's perspective, since I am not obviously a woman, is is there a difficult situation with separating the reality from the cyber? Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the person, yeah, the victim, the person that's being targeted, mm-hmm. or the or the predator. You talked about the predator or the or the. Victim. No, I'm talking because she was talking about the the emotional content that she's going through. Uh, right. With a cyber stalker, then yeah. mm-hmm. and it's the same as a physical stalker. Do, oh, do yep, women yep, yep, yep. from an emotional side have a difficult time separating the two? Uh, you know what? It's hard to separate because almost when it's cyber, you're like dealing with a ghost. 
You don't know. Right. I, I honestly, truly don't know if he's around the corner or the car behind me as I drive to San Diego right now. So it's, it's you're, yeah. you're dealing with the unseen. You, I don't. Yeah, there's pictures of him, but I don't even know if that's really him. I don't even know if his name's really McClintock. I don't know anything. So I'm dealing with right. the unseen. So I have to be on my guard 24/7, and that's exhausting. I mean, we always are to some degree, but you know, mm-hmm. with this. If, you know, the community came together and really blasted him, and we're talking mm-hmm. about it again now, um, if that is really who he is, then, you know, he's going to be pissed. He might actually come for me. And what am I going to do at that point? I trained for this. So I can handle that. Isn't that weird? I can handle that. But mm-hmm. not knowing who he really is or where he's at, he says his profile says San Diego, which I'm going to ironically. And um, yet mm-hmm. he says he's in Europe. I don't trust this guy. I don't know him. I don't know. I don't believe a word he says. So I, here, I don't know. It could be everyone around me. I, so you kind of go into this little bit of paranoia. So yeah, it's no, very man. hard to separate initially. Well, now, Michelle, you said something about uh, – Oh God, I'm, I lost. I'm sorry, I lost my wording. That's but, okay. I'm yelling, so I probably threw you off. <laughs> that's a, no, that's that's fine. That's fine. Uh, do you think that because you know I had I I had minor trouble with somebody, I just ignored it, Did, let him go away. Do you think that is a way to handle it? And do you think that's a better way to handle it, or do you think that your friends going after, which I agree with, but do you think it it fueled the fire? Uh, no, we're not going after him. She's just gathering all the intel that he continues, the just destruction he continues to do online with my likeness uh, to other women. Oh, I, I, so thought, she, oh, I thought people yeah. were going on hammering him online. Oh, no? they were, yeah, yeah. I mean, they sent private messages. I outed him, and I even named in a message, um, not publicly, not the main post, but I did out him, and I, and I put our mutual friends so they're aware of it. Um, after I blocked him, you know, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's finding the best way to protect yourself. If something does go down, um, I, you know, I need everyone to know who, who most likely is the, you know, the perpetrator. Um, if I kill him, if he kills me, anything can happen, you know? So, but I, I thought, I thought the police had specific internet, uh, departments that handled this kind of thing, but you're telling me he's not doing anything wrong according to what Facebook has told you. Uh, with Facebook, yes. Facebook found that he has not violated community standards and they asked me how this experience was and I told them unhappy and because I forwarded um, an e- you know, the email with all of the attached screenshots and they still mm. found him to not be violating. So, you know, it's uh, discouraging, really, because you are out on your own at this point. Any woman is. You know, you report right. it. You have other friends that report it. Clearly, there's something going on, and they still come back and say that he's, he's fine. He's not violated anything. Go about your business. Well, Thank you for reporting. It doesn't make sense to well, think no, about, you know, he's not using your name or whatever, but the comments that he made were in yes. were obviously in direct uh, reference to you about stuff he yes. wants to do to you. And it's, that kind and it's of actually a stop. You know, if you were to actually say those words, I'm going to break down criminal law 101 right now. If you, you know, if you actually say those words to someone in public, it's a stop. It's, it's, it's a fear of imminent danger, and the imminent mm. harm. You know, when right. there's constant made, that's But I just, that's. 
Oh, Michelle, are you I'm still there? Separate. Oh, yeah. Oh, there she is. Oh, but, you know, like, ask, you know, how do you separate? It's like, here you go, there's clearly a separation. Right. Because you could go to the place and say, this guy got in my face and he said this. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. But, you know, I go to Facebook and I say, this guy wrote this. He wrote all, all this stuff. And they go, oh, well. Wow. Wow. Man. Well, so yeah, no um, kidding. I, I kind of want to get, um, like, uh, Kat's uh, take on the subject of online bullying. Kat, are you still there? Oh yeah, I'm here. So, you know what? What? What it's are been some my, of your thoughts on? It's been my experience over the years that predators look for people that they are jealous of or desire and want to be with if they've been rejected or whatever the case may be and as soon as they fixate on someone they feed off of your reactions they feed off of your all the responses that you make and all the all the people that um make responses for you and this is something that they thrive on and they want so you know i i'm not saying don't take it seriously but i am also saying that the more you feed the animal, the more they'll eat. Mhm. Mhm. It's True. really unfortunate that she has to go through this, and anyone, anybody has to go through this. I, I've had my own experiences in this realm, and yeah. I've learned over the years that the less attention I give it, the more I ignore it, the more mm-hmm. they'll fixate on someone else, which is mm-hmm. unfortunate. Because I, I don't know who it is, you don't know who it is, but and you want them to stop, and you want ultimately to make sure that they don't do it to somebody else. But exactly, they have found a way to get the attention that they need without being known, and they will continue to do that. Right. To, as soon as you ignore them and you you don't pay attention to them anymore, yeah, no more fixate on someone else. Yeah, and they'll right. just keep doing it. Unfortunately, until they until you can find somebody who can. Maybe, you know, I mean, I know that there are very savvy computer guys out there who can figure out where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. But, you know, do you have the money to pay for that? Is it worth your while? Ultimately, you know, if you can and you have the means, yes. But if you don't, then <clears throat> you're just going to have to, for yourself, for your own sanity, for your own yeah. peace of mind, you, mm-hmm. you have to ignore him. And this yeah. just the experiences that I've had both on cyber as well as in person. Um, the more attention you give them, the more they feed off of it. Uh-huh. It doesn't stop them from doing to somebody else, and that's the issue I'm having, obviously. If I could find right. them and, and right. stop yeah. to their behavior, I would, but mm-hmm. oftentimes you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just hope that, you know, you run it, you, you, the timing and the focus of you being a target wears off. And you, generally it does. So now at this point, I am not responding to anything he does or says through other people. Um, I actually don't want to see what my tracker has found. Uh, I think it's good. You know, he's, I've, I've exposed him, and that's as much as I need to do. You know, I, I'm, I'm good. Obviously, mm-hmm. continue being aware of your surroundings oh, yeah. and people yeah. around you. But mm-hmm. don't be so paranoid that you can't walk down the street thinking that he's right, right. there. Right. But he may uh, be. 
you know, obviously any predator may be there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to you have to live your life, and you can't focus on that so much. Meaning, give him all that attention that he's looking right. for. That's what he wants. That's exactly mm-hmm. what he wants. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. you're giving it to him. Oh, well, not anymore. I just chose who he was. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just surprises it me how, how you know, some people's egos can can lead them to do, you know, some of this stuff. Because, you know, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is, would this person do this in real life, you know? Or well, is it because of the you got to know, Rusty, it's an act of deprivation. He's deprived uh-huh. of love, attention, care. He's surprised. There's no doubt that he's lacking somewhere, and he's got to find it in ways that obviously are not healthy for anybody, right? Himself included, or herself included. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's un. It's uh, It's unfortunate though, because you know, it's good to know that you know those of us here on this panel right now, you know have that, you know, fortitude to be able to say, okay, you know, this is what's going on, and okay, let's move on. Um, unfortunately, though, there are some people that don't know how to handle that kind of stuff, and it's um, it's unfortunate, it's kind of sad for me to to, to, to think about that in a way. Um, yes, let's do this. Right let's go that. ahead. Yeah. Let's go ahead and take a, uh, we have someone that called in. Let's go ahead and uh, uh See uh, who's going to add to the conversation. Area code six eight two six eight two. You're on Dynamic Dojo Talk TV. Who's this? Yeah, this is George. How you doing, ladies? Hey, Hi, George. George. How you doing? Hi, George. I'm doing fine. Um, from, from what, what I've what I've dealt with in my past, all right, because I was a paralegal in the army for 13 years. And we've mm-hmm. had people that were dealing with this type of thing when I was in the service. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten for them, it was someone they knew, all right, because these people were not people who were in the public eye. They were not on the radio or whatever all the time, okay? Mm-hmm. For for you guys, because you're in the public eye, you have, you know, you have videos out, you're on TV, you're on the radio, you know, you're in the public eye. He's, the person who is doing this to you could be someone who you've never met or someone that you've, like, signed one autograph for sometime in the past and has somehow or didn't sign an autograph you know, connected yeah. himself mentally yeah. to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as far as you're concerned, he's just one one face in a million. But in his mind, you have some sort of mental connection because, you know, you said thank you to him or said how are you doing today, whatever. So hmm. in his mind, you guys are inextricably linked. Well, that's, that's, that's true. That's yeah, a good so point. What you really have to worry about is that this could be some guy who lives downstairs from you, someone you see every single day. You know, and that's the scary part right now, really. Yeah, it's I'm in a horror flick. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm a Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm just kidding. At the same time, you can't you can't stop living your life. You have to yeah. and just be ultra aware. 
I mean, I'm I'm very aware of my surroundings and the people and the intentions of people, and I feel mm-hmm. it. You know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Now, just out of curiosity here, you know, considering that we've got George and Bob on the line, you know, in a similar situation, you know, let's just go to Bob, you know, let's, let's say something like this uh, happened to Michelle, um, or it's happened to me, or it's happened to Kat, happened to you, you know, how do I word this without, how, how would you handle it, Bob, you know, from, from, I would do the same, same thing Kat did, because, my point with Michelle was, and Cap brought it up again, is that the more that the the predator gets addressed, the more fuel for the fire. And you know I've had things done, and I ignored them, and they yeah. disappeared. Now, Michelle, right. George brought up an excellent point, because I have seen you grow in the last three years from anonymity to a public figure. Mm-hmm. So now she's she's well known, and he could be absolutely one hundred percent right. They're jealous. Mm-hmm. They're jealous of your popularity. Well, you become that's, very that's popular just, you know, since um, we met three years ago. Yeah, well, I mean that's just because I've been asked to teach, and people love the Lua, and that's my I'm a spokesperson for that. I'm not like, hey, look at me. I'm like, hey, look at what I'm perpetuating, you know, and mm-hmm. everybody exactly. can say how they're going to handle it. Uh, oh, I'd handle it this way. Oh, I'd handle it that way. And that's fine. Every, every situation's different. I said something once and, and that was it. And I've been dealing with him. This wasn't just a one event. This has been six, six months I've been dealing with him. It was right. time to bring wow. his name public so that other people knew that, you know, they shouldn't, they shouldn't, they know they shouldn't accept or engage him. And that was all I mm-hmm. said. And so maybe it was wrong for me to come on the show today and continue to talk about it because it makes it look like I'm still feeding it, but I'm actually not. So uh, I've done everything I can and I'm done with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not you're not oh. actually intentionally feeding it. It's just that that happens to be the topic today, or one of yeah. them. Yeah. So, yeah. of course, you know, it, you're going to give your your perspective on it, and and you know, if, if anything, somebody might listening might be able to to glean some some knowledge and comfort from what we're saying, and understand oh, that I you know, hope. it's not necessarily. Yeah. I hope that if there's a you know a woman out there that's dealing with this, that's dealing with it in private, that's really affecting her, that she will actually out who you know one one post to make her friends and family aware of who it is. Go to the police, get bring the evidence, and be done with it. And because if you've tried everything else, you actually you know are you going to stand there and get pummeled with punches? You're going to keep blocking, or are you actually just going to take them out? You know, life is like I always say a martial arts technique. How long are you going to stay yeah. there and take it? Mm-hmm. How many times can you block before you counter? You know, do you counter? Right. When do you counter? It's difficult. You know, oh, no, I would have done a vertical punch, not a flat punch, and then I would have swept. It's like, okay, but there's, you know, there's just different, <laughs> there's just different, <laughs> right? there's different ways to yeah. handle it, that's you know, true. and it's just like, I know it looks like from out of the blue and I want attention. That's not it at all. I'm asking, you know, right. the, the way that community got together and just really said, hey, whether it's Michelle or anyone else, whether it's this dude or someone else, or it's woman on woman, it doesn't matter. This is unacceptable mm-hmm. for what what we believe in. And if you're part of this community, this is not tolerated. And I think that was exactly. the bigger message that came out of it. I was yeah. floored and overwhelmed with 
the amazing people in our community. I never thought, I mean, seriously, I was, I was sitting on a curb. I had to get out of my car, sit on my curb. I was shaking it, and I wrote that post. Do not engage or accept. I, I couldn't even get a grip at that moment after I saw certain things that he had posted. And it was mm-hmm. just kind of a warning, you know, and to see everyone's response was truly amazing because I would hope that we would do that for all of each other, you know, male or female. And mm-hmm. that's what family does. Yeah. yeah. It strengthened everyone. It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. That's the reason why I wanted to bring this subject up is because I know that there are people out there that are dealing with similar situations. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you know, um, and and it, I felt it was something that, you know, all of us, you know, that have, that have been through similar situations can, um, you know, put up put out our 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 take on it. And like Kat said, to, to you know, glean even a little bit of comfort and um, a little bit of mm-hmm. thinking out of it. So I just want to remind our listeners of our phone number here, 347-677-0699. We're talking about online bullying and women in the martial arts. We're going to segue into women in the martial arts. Um, And if you call, please press 1, so that way we know you're in the caller queue and we will answer your call. Otherwise, um, I see a couple of people on our lines right now, and uh, you can listen to the show as much as you'd like, but if you want to join the conversation and talk live with me and Michelle and George and Kat and Bob and anyone else, just press one so that way we know to pick up your line. All right. Women in the martial arts. You know, there's there's a myriad of reasons why women join the martial arts. Um, and it doesn't really matter what, what the reason is. However, we're interested in learning about why you wanted to get into the martial arts, and we want to hear your experience. If there were any struggles that you went through to, to do martial arts, um, if you're still doing martial arts or if you tried it and are out of it, that's fine, too. We kind of want to, we kind of want to hear your experience. So let's go to area code 360. This is in my neck of the woods, my neck of the woods. Area, I, I lost the number. Area code 360. <laughs> Dojo Talk TV. Who is this? Hi, this is Bobby Edmonds. Bobby! 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 Hey. How are you doing, hey, brother? <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, uh, I wanted to say something. I didn't know earlier, uh, Michelle, that uh, this guy had been doing this for a while to you. I didn't know this. I would have said something different had I known this. You're not dealing with a one-hit you know, hit and run kind of dude. You're dealing with a stalker. You're dealing with somebody who's already focused attention on you and put out effort to do this. And the thing is, is I've dealt with this too. Not with like, you know, sexual, but in the martial art that I study, it's rife. Which 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 one isn't rife with politics? Yeah. But um, rival factions of Silat players, because I've actually lived in Indonesia and I've gone to other countries and trained with with well-known people. The people who haven't done these things or don't have the same kind of name, they are the first that come out of the woodwork to tear you down. But they don't yeah. want to be known as who they are. It's always anonymous. You found out who this guy was. I've emailed several of the people that were on his friends list. Most of them have gotten back to me and they've blocked him. They said, yep, we'll, we'll spread the word. They don't want to be known. That's not the kind of attention they want. They want their fake name to be Mm-hmm. They, want, they, want mm-hmm. a, they want the anonymity. But the minute you start saying, and I know this kind of goes a little bit against what, what 
um, uh, Kathy Long was saying, who I have the utmost respect for, but he mm-hmm, remained silent about it. He said, okay, let's, let's just report him and not say anything. No, the more people that know, when he pops up, they'll say, oh, you're that guy. That's what, it'll be, that's what he'll be famous for. That's what I meant by making him famous. He'll be famous. He'll be well, like, knowing who the guy is is different. If you know who he is, of course, out him. But if you don't know who he is, what are you going to do? Yeah, 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 if you don't know who he is, yeah. Um, but I saw the – we found his name. I really do believe that is who he is because he had a lot of time and effort on that J.D. McClintock page. That was like his, his, his page. I believed it. That is and, his personal page. Because he went, he went to a lot of famous masters, and he's like, "Hey, I'm this guy," and da da da. da. Um, ah. And as mm, far as uh, okay. when you said say the way women in the martial arts goes, uh, my first Kali teacher was a woman, and when I was a yeah. teenager at that, and I'm really thankful for that because over the years, and, and Sifu Rusty, knowing you, and 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 Sifu Cheryl Johnson. And seeing some of the things you guys have gone through in the past 20 years. Can you believe I've known you 20 years? Uh, Dude, I know, right? We've got to go way back. Um, I mentioned the other day. I was like, oh, it's, just, it's still 1998. And I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but seeing some of the things you guys have gone through just offhand in classes, we've been in, in uh, you know, other, other peer students that we've been in other uh, schools together in. And, you know, just students come up, hey, how's it going? And treating you a little bit differently because you're a woman. And I don't, I didn't, you know, men as a, as a rule, I think, aren't educated to watch for this. And unless you bring it up, we don't see it because we're taught, you know, manly men, manly things. That's, that's what, you know, don't do the dishes. That's what women do. And I find that a bit, but I've had to be taught to watch for it and taught and, and had to change my own behavior in a lot of ways because, but, you know, again, go to Indonesia. Again, half my teachers are women. Mm-hmm. If you can't learn from a woman, you can't be, it's, it's just not going to happen. Uh, I've been very interested in Lua for a long time, and now Michelle's bringing it out. Uh, I, I didn't have the opportunity to train with a teacher back when I had the chance years ago. And I'm like, if I couldn't accept that Michelle was a woman, I wouldn't learn anything about Lua. I'd be like, not only shout out of luck, but I would also be missing out on what a wonderful spirit she is, what a great person she is. And, and Russ mm-hmm. and you too, the, you know, our friendship has been like for years and years. Mm-hmm. So it's something that men have to actually be, other men should have to stand up. Of course they're going to expect women to do it, but other men have to stand up and they have to point this behavior out and they have to say, this is unacceptable. This is not what men do. And as soon as more of us do that, that's when it starts changing. But it has to start mm-hmm. somewhere. Somebody has got to start going, okay, uh, sorry, I am a man, and that's bullshit. That's I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's um, I've right. my first cup of coffee. <laughs> Dude, so, yeah, okay, you just sound like Master Ken. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why Chuck Norris doesn't fight me anymore. <laughs> um, but that's what I believe. That's where I think it starts mm-hmm. because that's how it started with me. Is you know, a, a, a woman taught me, and then I started looking for it, and then I started standing up about this kind of thing earlier. And other other people, te- my students take notice now. The people I teach see that. They saw the whole thing that Michelle went through, and they were like, well, what can we do? What? And I was like, I was so proud of them. I don't, I don't have any women in my class at the moment. And Aww. all of them were like, what can we do? How can we pitch in? What do we, what do we, gotta, what do we want to do here? And I'm like, all right, no, don't, don't send in ass weasels yet. Just let it know what's going on. But, so that's, my, that's what I just wanted to say. Wow, Bobby, you know, we, we love you. you. You know, for yeah. 20 years, 
this is how I've known Bobby. He's a, you know, just a wonderful soul and always the first, you know, always the first to end up and, and, you know, be, you know, a, a, a beacon of compassion and, and stuff. And Bobby, I love you. <laughs> You're just so oh, awesome, dude. Love you guys back. <laughs> love yeah. you too. Let's go ahead and take another call. Wow, we're our phone lines are blowing up. Let's take area code five four zero five four zero. You're on Dynamic Dojo Talk TV. Who's this? Hey Rusty, it's Pete. Hey Pete, Pete, what's up, man? Not much. <laughs> what doing? Man, really enjoying the conversation. You know Pete who. Rife. <laughs> Bob and I had a discussion last time I was out in California about this subject. Remember, Bob? No. And no. The heat was affecting us. You know, the, the most important thing is what Michelle's done here. Through our training. We tend to blow stuff off like this. And you have to know when enough is enough and expose them. And Mm -hmm. most people will not do that. And Mm -hmm. it's important the community knows as a whole what's going on and how this will not be tolerated, period. Right. Within the community. That kind of broke on some personal security things. It's... Something they all cover as instructors. It has to be operational. It has to be intuitive. It has to be every day, all the time. Not mm-hmm. being paranoid, but just simple environmental awareness. Mm-hmm. Because you you do not know. You have no clue. Right. It, it's what we teach. We have to follow. I'm providing ourselves with the system. It's just, it's life. It's survival. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact he's gone through this. I, I find it abhorrent that anybody would, you know, even publicly state something like that. But that's what society has condoned for far too long, what the martial arts communities have condoned for far too long, and it needs to stop. You know, it's Agreed. every day, all over the world, it occurs. And when she has what's obvious, to me anyway, mm-hmm. a direct physical threat, that's where it refuses to do anything about it. They are, by their very act of refusing, condoning such behavior, mm-hmm. which is Right. That instructor clear as mud. What was that? Thank Pete? you. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Pete. Thank you so much. And and um, also thanks to, to Bobby for his uh two cents on this. And yeah. it's true, you know, you know, as, as they always say, you know, if you stand up to a bully it'll you know, it'll just you know, go to somewhere else <clears> blah, blah, blah. Or if you ignore it and don't become a target uh worth any target, they'll go to someone else. And it's unfortunate. Um, that they could go to someone else, but you know, but in 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 a way, I also feel sort of sorry for souls like that that feel mm-hmm. like they have to, you know, 
bully other people, you know, in order to find some semblance of power in their life or whatever. It's, it's, exactly. It's sad. That it's you're absolutely sad. right. I, I I was thinking about actually making Michelle a shirt with her with her cartoon Michelle on it that says yeah. you you put your you put your hands on me and your first Lua lesson is free. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Lua and uh, and stuff like that, you know, we, we, we're we currently segueing into our subject of women in the martial arts. We have about half an hour left to our, to our life. Cool. So for anyone that wants to join the conversation about women in the martial arts, we welcome um, women out there that might be listening or watching to so tell us a little bit about why you got into the martial arts and anything that you've learned. And you don't have to be a black belt. You don't have to be a teacher. You know, we just kind of want to hear from you as to, you know, what martial arts has brought you um, during uh, during your study and stuff like that. So, okay, who's walking around? <laughs> Not me. Anybody, anybody, anybody walking around? So okay, interesting, though. It's not me. Interesting. Not me. I want to bring up. No, I don't know what happened there. Somehow I somehow I muted Michelle's mic. I have no idea how I did that. Sorry, Michelle. Oh, no, I'm here. No, I was, I was waiting for Kat's question. Or, or, oh, okay. or statement. No, Kat, what were you saying? <laughs> you know, uh, archetypally, women, um, I mean, if you look at the cultures before civilization as we know it, before cars and things like that, I mean, back when there were Indian tribes and tribes in Africa and, and everywhere that you went, women were equal warriors with the men. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, somewhere down the right. line, society society has, has looked at it differently with a puritanistic approach that the Europeans had where women are subservient and women shouldn't be doing this because they're a weaker sex. But, you know, ultimately we're all human beings with, you know, muscle fibers and sinew and tendons and ligaments and we have the capacity to do all kinds of things. It's not Mm -hmm. that we're the weaker sex. You know, in fact, in a lot of ways we're a lot stronger because I know men could never Mm -hmm. handle giving birth. No, 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 you're absolutely right. But, you know, I mean, women warriors have been around since, you know, the beginning of time, the beginning of of humanity on Earth. They've been around. That's true. Interesting how things have changed. It has. You know, it's it's funny because it's like traditionally, and I'm speaking about the Philippines, traditionally, the women are in charge of everything at the home. They technically wear the pants. Correct. You know, they they, they handle the money. They handle the, the everything. You know, traditionally, like in the Philippines and in many Southeast Asian countries, the you know the healers or in the Philippines the albularios and stuff like that are women, very respected, um, and warriors also um, in the Philippines, very respected, um, and then you know. Kat mentioned that, um, you know, the advent of the uh, European take on, you know, men are the, you know, breadwinners and we're stronger and women are the weaker sex and stuff like that. And it's uh, it's interesting 
how well, things. Well, it has a lot to do with the religion. You know, religion really did that. That's a good point too. A lot of things did that. That's one of them for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, look at Joan of Arc, right? You want to talk about religion? True. (laughs) True. Biblical times, women were still fierce warriors. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So for our listeners out there, give us a call, 347-677-0699. We're talking about women in the martial arts. Let's hear about why you wanted to get into the martial arts and um, your experience so far. So let's uh, go to Michelle real quick. What was that? Sorry, it's my car. Uh, was it? Oh, is it your car? Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounded like, you know, those... Uh, uh, emergency broadcasting system test TV. <laughs> <laughs> warning, warning. It's probably that thing she calls a Porsche, but it's not really a Porsche. Oh, <laughs> shut up, Bob. I don't even know where you drive, but I don't rag on your car. <laughs> well, you you call a, a Cheyenne a Porsche. That's not a Porsche. Hey, it's a twin turbo in a bigger car. What's the problem? <laughs> I know it's not <laughs> too much power for the Bobster. Oh, too much power oh, for the Bobster. <laughs> We're having a penis going contest right here. <laughs> oh, just talk about Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's since we're talking about the. Uh, Stuff like you know, why did why did you get into martial arts? Let's go to Michelle. Michelle, tell Hi. Me a about why you got into martial arts. Why did you get into martial arts? Oh, and why did oh you me, I was. Um, well, I mean, was I was nine years old, and I really didn't have a choice. It was considered a boys' activity, and because I was a gymnast, my mom thought, oh, you know, this is this would be really good. So uh-huh. it was like two for one special, and she sent me and my sister, and. Uh, I didn't want to be there. I thought all the traditions were kind of weird. They're speaking in different languages. And um, then, I don't know, it was like 10 minutes on the floor, uncomfortable in my gi that I realized, oh, my God, I love this. And that's really how my journey started when I was nine. Oh, funny, Bob. I, at nine, I wanted to be president of the United States, earn a black belt, and drive a Porsche. See? <laughs> See? No, that, that's Porsche. You, you got to drive the a way there. Like car. <laughs> Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> okay, so right. Rusty, why did you get involved in the martial arts? Yeah, <laughs> good question. <laughs> Flip it yeah, around to you, girl. Yeah, yeah, that's why you're. That's why y'all are co-hosts, right? <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. Um, I was about what was that, like eight or something like that. I was around eight. And my mom actually found out that there were karate lessons down the road uh, at a local community center, just a few blocks from our house. And um, and the, the lessons were free, believe it or not. And I found out oh, later cool. that it was because my right. And I found out later that it was because my sensei got a grant from the city to start this right. this one class, right? So my mom found out and. He comes home and says, hey, the girls want to do karate. And, you know, me being like a fan of the Kung Fu TV series at the time and stuff like that, we, we decided to go. Now, 
it was mainly to get me and Diana out of the house because it was summer vacation and we were just like, you know, bickering all the time and stuff like that. So it was kind of a way for, for you know, for the house to get a you know, 90 minutes of a little bit of quiet while we were in karate. And so we said, okay, sure, you know, let's try it. And, and I was fully expecting something like a Kwai Chang King thing, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> You know, the whole, like, Shaolin Temple thing and dodging spears and, and all that other kind of stuff. And that first class, you know, my my sensei, you know, there was just something about him that that was authoritative but not, you know. And the way that he presented karate to very young kids was... I just fell in love with it. That first day, from that first day, I became obsessed with martial arts. Now, prior to that, my, my parents, you know, tried to get me to try Filipino martial arts at the Filipino Community Center of Seattle. And, eh, you know, I was like, what, seven or something like that. And I was just like, eh, meh, meh, meh. You know, that kind of thing. Just didn't, just didn't feel it. But this particular class, I, I fell in love with it. Absolutely just fell in love with it. And from that point forward, I made it a point to research everything I could about martial arts. I think I checked out every book in the Seattle Public Library, all of them. <laughs> just, you know, just to learn about martial arts in general, not just karate. And um, I threw myself into the practice, as did my sister. She threw herself in the practice. And, um, and uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, when we were coming up, my sister was the forms expert, and I was the person that wanted to scrap. I was like, okay, we got to do kata, but when are we going to put on the gear and spar? You know, that was, <laughs> that was, that was us. Um, and then it switched. Um, it switched when I became like a ground belt. I became... Uh, obsessed with kata and uh, learning from that about the science of movement and how it applies to everything else and stuff like that and I just haven't looked back since haven't looked back since he started because mom needed a break and uh, pretty cool now the funny thing is is that um, my father you know comes from a family of martial artists my great grandfather uh, was Santiago Toledo, who uh, founded the uh, Toledo system of Esquema. And he never told us kids anything about that, ever. And uh, now that sounds That's like not me. an emergency broadcasting but, system. Bing, bing, that, bing, that was me. I'm starting to start. That's okay. That's okay. Um, Girls in their okay. cars. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dad never told us anything. Yeah, my about little bug is a turbo. So there, there you go, Thanks. turbos. <laughs> go on, Rusty. I'm sorry. Your dad? Oh, that's okay. My dad never told us kids about about his own involvement in the martial arts. He would tell us stories about Santiago Toledo and the legends behind behind his name and stuff like that. We were just like, oh, okay, their stories are great, right? And Dad never really pushed us to do 
martial arts. And so when we got into martial arts, you know, I'd come home with a stiff lip and black eyes and sprained ankles. And my mom goes, oh, my gosh, you know, that's too dangerous and blah, 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 blah. And my dad kept saying, you know what, let them learn. Let them learn, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you know this, this is what happens when you do martial arts. And, but he never pushed us. He never, you know, became like a tiger dad or a tiger mom or anything like that and pushed us to do martial arts. He wanted us to make that decision on our own. And, uh, you know, not long before he passed away, you know, I asked him, I'm like, you know, wow, you know, why didn't you ever say that, you know, you you had done martial arts or that's uh, more about, you know, that side of the family. And he... Uh, and he told me I wanted you to make that decision for yourself because you That's know. so wonderful. Yeah, you know, I mean, because like I know they would have wanted me to be, you know, a doctor or a lawyer or you know something like that. And there there was a point in time where I wanted to become a psychologist or get a police officer or what have you. Um, but I chose martial arts, knowing full well mm-hmm. that you know it would be a struggle. And he said, you know, I wanted you to make that decision for yourself. I wasn't going to push you. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? And um, that was that was really cool. So well, anyway, it's in your blood, and it's wonderful. Yeah, you made it your own, and that's what we have to do. Beautiful. Right. Yeah, right. it is. Now let's go to Kat. How did you get started <laughs> in martial arts, oh, girl? Toss the potato to me, huh? That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> hot, hot. Well, my father also had been in martial arts for a very long time, and I never knew. But in our household, it was more like a dictatorship where the kids were seen and honored, and, you know, you had to be quiet around the house, and you weren't allowed to touch the TV or the telephone. And, you know, basically it was just kids living in the house separately from the parents. Um, Mm My friend of mine in high school, my, my freshman year in high school, I you know, was just turning 14, and she invited me to take a, an Aikido class with her. Mm-hmm. So we, we had to sneak onto the March Air Force Base, crawl under you know, a fence through the ditch, and then walk about three-quarters of a mile and then pop up and, and then go into this old building where there's a bunch of weights and stuff, and and a matted room, and in that matted room was this huge, in my in my opinion at that time, because I was small, he was a just like a big Buddha, this guy named Ron Granville, who was the Aikido instructor. And day one, when I when I walked into the place, I didn't fall in love with Aikido or martial arts. I fell in love with the family environment and structure that he provided there. The mm-hmm. support, the nurturing, the caring, the compassion, the love, all of that right. I was drawn to because of him. And, you know, I, I stuck with Aikido only because of the environment that I would walk into. Everybody cared about everybody. Everybody looked after everyone. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was that, that family structure that I obviously didn't have as a kid. So mm-hmm. the reason I... I stayed with the martial arts mostly was because of that. Later, mm-hmm. it, I, I fell in love with, you know, the, the, later the animal in me woke up. Mm-hmm. And there was mm-hmm. no stopping at that point. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Yep, and, Kat, and there you thank go. thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. beautiful, too. You're welcome. You know, I think mostly what I've fallen in love with is helping others and enriching mm-hmm. other people's yeah. lives and nurturing and caring for them and being being the person that Ron Granville was for me, you know, being yeah. a person for everybody else yeah. and giving full, you know, paying it forward and giving back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's, you know, really, I, I developed a huge passion for teaching. Um, I, you know, like my main instructor, I can look at something and be able to break it down and, and do it because I understand body mechanics really well and I understand mm. kinesiology. Um, so, you know, in that respect, I love teaching on a physical level. That's fine, but more on a, uh, on a spiritual, emotional level mm. I connect with people and help them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So that's why I got that's why I stayed in the martial arts. Yeah. That's me, yeah, and that's a good point. That's a good point, Kat, about staying in the martial arts because that's a good segue into the next point I want to make in, um, on this subject is that, you know, some women, um, and I know this happens with, with men too, but in this case, since we're talking about women in the martial arts, you know, some women, you know, climb climb the cliff, so to speak, and just fall off. They might decide they don't want to, you know, climb anymore. They might decide that, you know, they're, oh, they're losing their grip. I might as well just let go and just, like, you know, not do it anymore or whatever. Um, and uh, then there are those that stay. There are those that stay. And for the people, for the women that do decide to quit or whatever, of course, you know, we know that things happen like motherhood, um, jobs, you know, day-to-day life and stuff like that. But in terms of um, why some people quit, some of the women that I've talked to um, have told me some stories of the the struggles that they've had to go through to come up in the martial arts and how that can possibly affect, you know, how, how how martial arts are perceived by the female practitioner. So with that said, mm-hmm. um, let's uh, turn the mic over to Michelle. And the uh, question is, you know, you know, as you were coming up in Lua, you know, or Kempo and anything else that you studied, was there any types of struggles that you had to deal with? Uh, did you, like, for example, did you find that you had to prove yourself to the guys <laughs> to prove yourself worthy or whatever? What's up, Bob? What do you, what's so funny? I, I'm sorry I'm laughing because I know some of the crap Michelle had to put up with. <laughs> and she did have to prove herself. I'm laughing because you're asking these questions. I'm going, oh, my God. Yes, she had to go through some crap. But go ahead, Michelle. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I mean, I'm glad you find that funny. But I I don't know. I just, it's so, you know, it's not necessarily something I even like to talk about anymore. It's, um. You know, it is gonna, it's going to be what it is. And we said earlier, there's politics and everything. I just, you know, it, it started with my Alohe, honestly. Um, he hadn't, you know, when I approached in the 90s and I, and I called, I mean, I couldn't even get him on the phone. His daughter mm-hmm. hung up. I didn't know that was his daughter at the time. But I called and I said, hi, I've been a martial artist. I'm a special hula dancer. I'm athletic. I play, you know, on all this stuff. I'd really like to know more and possibly watch a class and talk to Alohe. And she said he doesn't teach women. She hung up. 
And mm-hmm. so I'm like, what? That was so abrupt, I couldn't even wrap my mind around it. So I called back. And, you know, uh-huh. during that time, I'm early 20s, so I'm, like, fiery. I have, like, flames in my pupils. And constantly, that was just my state of being, you know. And I just, I called back, and I said, listen, I think, you know, I, I really, I think you, you know, what I don't know what happened, but I want to want to talk to him. I won't take much of his time. I'm, I don't want to be on stage anymore. I need contact. That's just the way I'm built. Can I... She's like, he, listen, he doesn't teach women. And she hung up on me again. And then um, I called back and I said, I think we got disconnected. I knew she was hanging up on me. I said, it's okay. Yeah. I'm just calling back. And so mm-hmm. I said, listen, can you please just take down my number? I'd really just like to talk to him. And she did. She ended up taking down my numbers so I wouldn't call back. And that's where it started for me. I should have known. I should have taken that as, you know, this is how hard it's going to be. But I didn't. Right. I, um, he actually called me. We talked. He explained the Lansdene Air Animals. He asked me about my, my genealogy, my experience. He invited me to watch class. At the end of the class, um, he brought me in. I looked at paperwork. I signed it. And apparently I was the only female he'd taught since the early 80s. Um, wow. And so nice. well, he tried to bring in a couple women um, students, Helmanas, uh, over the years that I was there. I actually never met any of them. Uh, I guess they were alone with him or with other beginners because um, he'd split the classes, of course, through, based on ranking. And um, mm. they didn't last. But I got to spend oh. three years with him um, where he barked and yelled and just kind of, de- you know, deprogrammed and reprogrammed me. I'm very grateful for that time with him. And then he invited me to bl- the black belt class, which was, of course, all men. And mm-hmm. they were not happy that I was there. And for the first eight years, Alohe M, he used the guys to try to get me to quit for the first eight years. And I sustained some really serious injuries. Um, but I learned how to, to move. I learned how to block better. I learned how to fight better. I learned how to throw like a guy uh, and threw my opponent and, you know, all that stuff. But I fight like a girl. And I love that I fight like a girl. I love that I move in, in flow and have different. I don't rely on my brute strength. I rely on my the physics of body movement and um, the way something is thrown. And I, I'm grateful for that. I feel wiser. He trained me well. I survived. Um, I still am uh, lacking support from certain people in our organization, my fellow brothers, uh, especially now that I am out teaching worldwide. Um, but, you know, his, his call for us as he's aged as Kumus, whoever has that title, is to get it out there, is to perpetuate right. the culture and his family's art. And I'm not going to feel badly or dim myself ever for doing what I've been told to do. And I will fulfill my duty. And that's just mm-hmm. the way it has to be. So, you know, I, I approach everyone as genderless because in the spirit there is no gender. We have different qualities and we embody the same. It's just how we express mm-hmm. those. Um, you know, virtues and our personalities. And of course there's, you know, going to cat, cat, our upbringing is very similar. Um, and my, oh, also with Rosita. Yeah, it is. And um, I, I, try, I actually don't talk about it very much. And Rosita, you know, both of you, your father's martial arts, so was mine. Um, and he used it in a very destructive way, especially against his oldest, which was me. So, you know, mm-hmm. my training started very, very young. And um, I've, you know, instead of being that fume, like flaming pupil person and in prison or hurting people, I have made a conscious decision to use it for good, to empower others, hopefully, and, and to perpetuate something that will live long beyond my lifetime here. So mm-hmm. there's 
always going to be issues. I, we're, I'm always going to be criticized. But you know what? I can only do my best with who I am at this moment with what I have. And um, yeah. constantly looking to grow and be better for everyone around me, you know, and for my friends and family, my daughter, my grandkids. And, and that's, all that, that's all my responsibilities, effort and intention. The effort or the result is purely karmic. I mean, there's so many factors involved, you know. Uh-huh. I, Amen, sister. Yeah. Amen. So, sorry. Long-winded, but I'm... <laughs> thank, thank you, sister. <laughs> but that's it. And, you know, I think we, we look at, you know, social media, like, look at me, look at me, but it's not that. And I think if someone's looking at it through that perception of how can I become more popular, then they're going to see me like that's what I'm doing. But honestly, right. God, my blessing for protection and um, being able to fulfill all of these opportunities that come my way are truly not from me. I'm merely a conduit. I have been chosen, and, and I know for a moment, mm-hmm. if I get egotistical, if I get spiritually righteous, if I think I'm better yeah. than anyone else, that blessing will end instantly. Exactly. My power will be taken. So it's more than just kick punch and look at me. I'm this umpteenth super platinum grandmaster. It's, it's more than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. When Definitely. you're the boss. <laughs> what happened? I'm totally cheesy. I said you are the grand poobah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really. You know, rank no. means nothing on the no, street. But... I, I say it in jest only because, you know, we know we're not, but it's up to everybody else and their perceptions of you. They can think whatever they want, but you know the truth, and that's what's going to sustain you Absolutely. the rest of the time on this plane. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Now we've got only about like uh, ten minutes left to the speed, and Chad, I know you have to like get to work. So, some last minute thoughts about you know, have there been any struggles that you've had to come up in your martial art career? Very quickly. Yeah. Are you asking there? me or me? Yeah, I'm asking oh you. Lord. I'm asking you. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. You know how how Muay Thai kickboxing, just on the sport level, Muay Thai kickboxing is now popular with women and men in Thailand. Yes. Mm-hmm. When I was coming up in kickboxing, if I was at a Muay Thai card and fighting on that card, I had to fight after the main event because I was a woman that was considered bad luck for a woman to be in the ring. Uh-huh. So wow. I had to deal with that because, you know, at the, after the main event, what does everybody do? They leave, right? Leave, uh-huh. right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's just scratching the surface of the things. I'm, I have guys walk in, and I'm the, you know, I'm the acting instructor there. When my, when my instructor left, he's gone for the day or the weekend or whatever, They'd walk in and say, who's teaching you? And i say, well, I am. Oh, and they turn around and walk out. Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, yeah, that's, I've had guys say, well, I don't, really don't think that'll work on me. And I said, well, <laughs> please, so it's lunch, and I'll show you. Right? Exactly. I have no problem with that. But it's been, it's been years of that. Years mm-hmm. of walking into sure. a boxing gym, and I'm the only female there. In my school, I was the only female there. I opened it when I was 19. I was the only female for years, mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. like Michelle, I learned I learned to take a hit. I learned how to punch really hard. I learned all kinds mm. of wonderful things that, that benefited me later on. Yeah. 
Um, but at the yeah. time, it was broken bones, fat lips, torn muscles, black eyes, you name it. Yeah. And no respect. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yep. Exactly. When I was a when I was a teenager, there, I and I learned later on when I you know became an older adult. When I was a teenager, there were there were guys that that just simply thought I had small dog syndrome. Um, because I would hit hard. Yeah. And I would hit hard and, and if I like lost balance I'd be like, Well I'm gonna you know, take you with me and I'd end up like, you know, taking people off the ground and just like Love you know, it. in their ear like in their ear, a key eye in their ear, you know, and if I was actually in tournaments you know, if I I would if I was in tournaments I you know, I was just full of piss and vinegar only because and it wasn't that I felt like I had small dog syndrome. It was like, oh my God, this person's bigger than me. So, yeah. you know, and back then, you know, there weren't very many women to spar with. So what would, what would they do? They would take, you know, yeah. the women's division and put I it. I had no women to spar with. None. Yeah. I had even no women to so, spar with either. But even so, I mean, when you're up against a woman now, it's patty cake. No offense. I love women, but they just are so scared to show their power. It's, mm-hmm. You're right, you know, Michelle. Like, so by the time mm-hmm. I got in the ring with someone my size, it's like, yeah, whatever. I've been hit a lot harder. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want yeah, to go? Same. I want to go. <laughs> See, in cats, this is the problem. I've never hit a woman. I'm ter- I, I have an issue with hitting a woman. And that's sad. I just need to find fellow women like myself that don't mind, that can take a hit, that love to scrap. You know, it, 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 it's, I've only just ever been with men. So well, you know, it's a challenge. Say, I'm gonna huckleberry. I'm gonna huckleberry girl. I'm in. Yay! <laughs> Let's do it. I'm in. Be fun. You know. I'm in. Play real, Let's real tag, it. not yeah. patty cake. Oh, amen. 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 No small dog syndrome here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, you also you also have to understand, all right? Women who are let's say they're five foot tall. And they're fighting against a man who's six, six two, six four, whatever. They can't really reach the the guy's head very well. So you take go ahead and punch something that's at your at your eye. Yeah, you you hit out. him in solar plexus. Uh, mm-hmm. You hit him in solar plexus, and eventually his head will get down to your range, and then you hit him in the head. Very good. Uppercut, uppercut, uppercut. All depends on the situation, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know personally if I would hit it. No, I'm not gonna sit there and say aim for the thing that's two feet below that, but you know, <laughs> works every time. <laughs> <laughs> I just put them in the head. I just put them in the head. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I would take out their kneecaps and then put them in the head. Anyhow, <laughs> you know, in the years, in the years that I was bouncing in in a bar for two and a, two and a half years, I bounced in a bar. Stupid. I wish I. I mean, I'm looking back, I'm glad I did it. It's a great experience. But you know, I all the altercations that I got into were against big, drunk, belligerent men mm-hmm. who have delayed pain reactions and are, are fucking gorilla strong. And that's what right. I dealt with. And I, I learned an awful lot. An awful mm-hmm. lot. And I'm glad. Yes. I'm really glad. Mhm. Yeah. You know, and I, I know Michelle's learned a lot from being with the man. I know I've learned a lot uh, being with Absolutely. the man. Absolutely. Um, and you know, that, that, this is just going to be you know one of the last thoughts. We're running out of time. One of the things that that drove me insane coming up were 
Um, you know, and even even in Kajukembo sometimes. And Kajukembo, you know, just like Zua and, you know, anything, any other contact sport, you know, we, we love to scrap. If you didn't go home with a with a broken nose or split lip, you didn't have a good class. But what I hated, though, was when guys would go easy on me or, like, punch over my mm-hmm. head or punch off to the side. And I'll go, no, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd point right at my nose. <laughs> And they're like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to hurt you. What? You know, really? My Sifu would come yeah. out on that floor and have a conniption fit. Sifu would come out and go, listen, you know, if she goes out and she gets raped, whose fault it's going to be? It's going to be yours. And he'd some guys in the chest. It is your fault. Chivalry, blah, 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 you know? He's got to learn to yep. You know, he he was very adamant about the guys. You punch at the women. You know, you punch at the women, and if you don't punch at the women, then you're teaching them incorrectly. Well, you, you, know? you should you should punch at your training partner. It doesn't matter the gender. Punch right. your training partner. Exactly. Teach them how to Same move. Teach them to get out of yeah. the way of the punch. Right? It it doesn't. It, gender should not play a role in that. I mean, I can't begin to tell you right how many times my coach would take me to another gym to spar, and there's just guys there. Of course, I walk in, and they're like, oh, and they hit me light, and they hit me light. I crack them in the face as hard as I can, and they look at me like, oh, fuck. All right. It's on. <laughs> All right. Let's go. That's the only way I would get them to hit me back. I want to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want cat cracking you ahead there, buddy. <laughs> no, I'll pay to watch no, that. Absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> hey, I'm going to see a video of Michelle versus Bob, right. okay? Ah! Hey, guys. <laughs> There's another fundraiser. Hey, Bob. I think we only have stills of me being Michelle's ookie. We have nothing on video. Michelle, Kat, oh, Kat, we're going to chat, girlfriend. Oh, love you, girl. Video yeah. Hey, you know, um, uh, <laughs> Michelle and Kat, I know that last year I mentioned something about possibly talking to you guys about um, about fire like, and water. Fire and water, exactly. I think we should talk about it still. So Yeah, let's talk anyway, about it. I want to go. Yeah. I want to talk about <laughs> it. Go. Fire and water. Let's do it. Fire and water. All right. But anyway, have a good day at work. Yeah. I will say that. Thank you. Anyway. Okay. Have a great day at work, Kat. Bye. Bye, Kat. Thank you. Bye, Bye. See you, Kat. Bye. See you in a couple weeks. Bye. Okay. Bye. We are almost out of time anyway. So um, I want to thank everyone that had called in today um, and uh, thanking Michelle and Bob and Bobby and George and everyone that called in. Really want to thank you guys for making a great show. It turned out to be a very great discussion, and uh, and and I'm hoping that uh, you know people out there learned a little bit from from today's broadcast. So with that said, we are going to sign out and uh, stay tuned onto the uh, Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio page to find out what the what the next subject's going to be. So anyway. Thanks, everyone. Have a great rest of the weekend, and have a very safe 4th of July if you're living here in the USA. Bye, everybody. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, George. 
See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.